Huzzah, Rangers! This is Phil Harris here at the Jacks Rangers Show. I am joined with a very, very good friend of our show. He is our DC correspondent. His name is John Fitzpatrick. Fitzy, how the hell are you? Phil, I'm doing great, man. How the hell are you? Excellent, excellent. Really looking forward to this playoff clash between D.C. and New England. I would have not predicted that to be the case at the beginning of the season. But look at D.C. They got that dog in them, man. They really, really impressed a lot of people. Um, That could be a mascot that you guys don't currently have, like maybe a dog, you know, running out onto the field. But, um, yeah, like – it's really, really impressive to see DC do so well after a, a miserable season last year. Um, I wanted to mention that you are the curator and founder of Rugby Morning. It, rugbymorning.com is where people can sign up for that. Yeah. Uh, it is a if you don't guy if you guys don't know already, you really got to get involved with Rugby Morning because it is generally what is a five day a week. Just an explosion of rugby that you need to pay attention to, essentially. It's got all of the good stuff in there to just read through in the morning and and know exactly you know what to watch, what's going on in the world of mostly USA rugby, MLR, that type of stuff. Right, Fitzy? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's curating all the top news. And, you know, you miss things during the day because there's work, family obligation, things going mm-hmm. on. And it's a, it's a way to feel like you're informed with just a quick glance of some headlines. And then you can click on links for a deeper dive. So, yeah, yeah appreciate those kind words. There must be some uh, mind games going on right now, Phil. And start, no, Phil started no. off the episode off nice. No, man, I I have always pumped the tires of rugby one because I do think it is one of the best, if not the best, and certainly most convenient ways to really uh, digest what's taking place basically every single day um, in the world of rugby around us. Um, I wanted to also mention that you have Glorious Rugby Podcast. It's something that you do with Alistair, a DC fan. Both of you guys chop it up about what's going on with DC. You're going to have the uh, preview of the New England game for this playoff matchup out tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, it's either out tonight or tomorrow morning. Okay. Um, but yeah, it'll be hitting your podcast feeds momentarily. I strongly recommend people to, if you want to see a DC slanted take on what is going to take place this weekend, to check that out. You know, obviously our DC preview was out as of last night. It's available on all major podcasts. It's a good podcast one. Platforms. I listened to it. Appreciate that. Me and Dave uh, kind of broke it down and definitely pumped the tires of this DC team <laughs> yeah, who certainly did. deserve it, man. Uh, you know, we would have never guessed, like I said, at the beginning of the season that they would do so well, but it's pretty, pretty impressive to see. And I want people to understand really quickly here. Some people might not know this story in a weird way. Old Glory DC helped create the Jacks Rangers show. It was April of 2021 and the Free Jacks had just lost Old Glory away. And I think that's the last time that we lost to them. As a matter of fact, I was mm-hmm. so upset with their performance that I was like brainstorming the creation of this show because we lost to DC. So in a weird way, DC and us are connected strangely, not just the color scheme, but also just the origin story of this show revolves heavily around DC. So um, you're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) And free Jacks fans, you're welcome. There you go. I think it's a good time, as any to mention, our petition is on change.org. We're trying to get as many signatures as possible for Old Glory DC rebrand to change their color scheme and their awful name. So go to change.org and search for Old Glory DC rebrand to sign the petition today if you haven't done that already. We're up to 35 signatures. We're coming for you. Um, 
So, so Phil, let me ask you though, if yeah, when and if Old Glory beats New England, would mm-hmm. you consider signing a petition that says New England needs to to give up the red, white, and blue no. to the nation's capital? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. It and, work and that least, way. No, it doesn't work that way. I don't think. I mean, like. I understand the argument that you guys would have red, white, and blue, but we had it first and we also have a strong claim to those colors. This is the spirit of America, this area without our, uh, what's a good word for it without our decisiveness, uh, and quick actions, we might not even be A country. So I think there's a fair argument that we deserve the the color scheme as well. So it's a big, a bit of a tug of war online with, uh, with, you know, who should have the color scheme and whatnot. But it's, it's very interesting because these two teams are facing off in the Eastern Conference final, obviously. And as I've been saying, I've been underrating and downplaying DC all season long, but yet here they are in the Eastern Conference finals. Who deserves the most amount of credit for their uh, success is it the players? Is it the ownership? Is it the coach Josh Sims who is bouncing out of here at the end of the year, yeah. getting a promotion, if you will, to URC? Yeah. Um, who who really deserves this credit more so than anybody else? Yeah, you know it's season's not over yet, right? So let's not yeah, uh, yeah. dole out too much credit, of course. But I think I think you got to start first and foremost, um, just the players that have been there, particularly through those lean times, right? Last mm-hmm. year you mentioned three and thirteen a number of games where they were getting bombed out pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. right? And um, you saw a core group of players stick around, right? They could have left. They could have gone elsewhere. For sure. Um, To me, that shows that there was something worth um, playing for, right? They still had that competitive fire, that desire to want to turn things around. And maybe they believed that they were actually truly building a good platform and a good foundation. And mm-hmm. yeah, there, you can't probably take too much away from a, a season where you win only three games. Right. But sure. with the way sports are these days, particularly in MLR, you can seemingly go three and 13 and then turn around and make the playoffs, even in an Eastern conference that <clears throat> people have said maybe have, have underperformed or is not as strong as the West. Mm-hmm. I would argue that those teams are battle-tested, fighting weekend and went out, much like an NFC East, you know, way back in the day when Washington, New York, and Philly were all beating up on each other in, mm-hmm. in American football. But enough about our cousins there. <laughs> so I give it to the players, <clears throat> veteran leadership guys like, you know, Jamison, Fanana Schultz, who For sure. we talked about the last time, who became the captain beginning of the season, Danny Tusatala, who has been in every single game for Old Glory DC, started every single game one when he came on as a reserve, you know, just a testament to his being an Ironman. So players like that, right? And then bringing in in some some new players. And certainly I think that starts with the the, the ownership group saying, hey, you know, we do need to make some changes. And they had to, you know, they got Mm -hmm. rid of Andrew Douglas, um, had an interim coach and then said, hey, we need to find a long-term solution. That long-term solution did not end up becoming a long-term solution. But yep. you got to be optimistic with what the future brings to old glory, even if they are going to be, and they will be searching for a new head coach when this season ends, whether it's on Saturday or in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you have to assume that it's an attractive job within MLR now because you got a good roster there. Uh, the ownership is obviously wants to have success. Uh, we'll talk about it in a few moments, the new investment that's, that's yeah. taking place in DC, yeah. which is kind of cool. But I wanted yeah. to ask you about your takeaways of the color scheme, thieves, upset of the comment deleters. W- what was your main takeaways from that game? 
one, I just love the nicknames that you have for the, the teams, which is hilarious, which yeah. is which is which is all in good fun. Yeah. Um, but you, you you picked on my my buddy from Utah a little too much, the poor guy. So. Um, oh, that guy? No, that was yeah, mostly Bozo, did. man. I listen it, when when you when you get into a cage fight with a rabid dog. <laughs> You're gonna start foaming at the mouth at some point. I don't know what to tell well, you. Well, hey, Glory, that's a good segue. Old Glory DC was foaming at the mouth for that New York game, right? Oh, yeah. I think uh, they traveled up there. Not an ideal start going down a try within the first minute. Not an ideal start to have two players, you know, get yellow cards and and be out for the last ten minutes of that first half there. But you know what? They they were game for the fight. They they clawed back and they were never out of it. Um, and they, they were making smart rugby decisions. Tito constantly kicking for, for penalties there, staying in the game, staying within striking distance, working off some of those penalties. And, and look, if you, tell me, if you were to tell me, hey, look, Old Glory was going to be down within the first minute and then have mm-hmm. two yellow cards at the same time in the, in the last 10 minutes of the first half and they would enter halftime only down three, I would say, holy crap, man, we've got them right where we want them. Yeah. And that's almost what happened when we played New York in the second game, the second regular, the second time we played them in the regular season, mm-hmm. Old Glory had a monster second half and played really well uh, against New York and, and turned the tide. And I think really actually turned the tide for the season, kind of midway point of the season there. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar how those games um, shook out. Certainly helped that New York. <laughs> they also had two guys go in the sin bin as well. But yep. again, no quit in this team. You know, even even in the games where they had lost. For the most part, I think there was only one or two games where they lost, where they did not get a, at least a losing bonus point of, of some kind, which means to tell me that the guys are still fighting up into that last minute. There's there's something to play for. Mm-hmm. So even if they're down, even if they're out a little bit, they're still clawing and fighting. And you know, as you guys said, they still got that dog in them. So yeah, one hundred percent, they absolutely do. That the grittiness that they showed and the determination there away from home. You know, going down, as you're saying, uh, early in the game, within, what, the first minute? It, yeah. You know, incredible stuff. You know, yeah. I'm not going to say it's David versus, versus Goliath type of stuff because that New York team is not quite the same team that we saw last year for sure, uh, missing some All Blacks there. But, you know, it was really a really impressive victory uh, for, for D.C. And I think this D.C.'s team is dangerous. And they also – they have belief, and now they have confidence as well that they've beaten a team that was a higher seed than them. They probably are going to have a lot of you know wind in their sails coming into Fort Quincy, and why not, right? Like you know, it's it's them against the world type of mentality, and and that can take you a long way, for sure. Um, I, I think a lot of like March Madness, right? You got a team like most people don't know where the hell. They're from like, you know, La Jolla. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, you know, but they, they keep winning games. They keep beating teams that are better than them. And they're like, by the by the final four, they're like, ah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about the new investors in D.C. What are you hearing about the possibility of D.C. building a new stadium closer to the district? Um, and, and who are these guys? And like, why should people be excited about the new investment in D.C.? Yeah, I think anytime you can bring in new owners and new ownership that's got varied interests um, and experience, sports and entertainment, live music. I mean, the one guy was a, is that bass player for Earth, Wind and Fire. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> that's know, pretty right? cool. So, it's really cool, right? So you at least hope that from an entertainment, from a from a game day fan experience, mm-hmm. you were there when New England played. That's certainly an area that Old Glory has identified that they need to improve. I think teams across 
MLR uh, demonstrated there's a need to improve that. I think it goes without saying that New England has, has done the best job of of really having that game day experience with the live yes. concerts and the other games. It's got to be a festival. It's got to be fun, right? All mm-hmm. that stuff, right? And teams are on that path, just maybe a little bit further behind than New England, right? So, hey, you've got a, you know someone who's got the entertainment chops of live music with Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's got to be good things, right? For sure. And then the other two owners, um, you know, um, diverse, right? Because if you're looking, if you're talking about the the DC area, you know, you're pulling from from all over the region. I think it helps to have um, some new voices in there that do have a a stake in other sports enterprises, right? The Washington mm-hmm. Nationals, for example. So they understand mm-hmm. what they're getting themselves into. They understand the the, the growth trajectory of Major League mm-hmm. Rugby. They also understand maybe some of the struggles of a startup team and a startup culture and the fact that like, hey, we may be losing money here for a little bit, but we still need to continue to invest in the product. We need to invest in the fan experience. We need to invest in a lot of other things so that we can get down that path. So you know, all great things. So exciting stuff. Your question about a building a new stadium. I don't think building a new stadium is necessarily in the cards. And that's probably the case for most MLR teams, right? Maybe mm-hmm. at this moment, unless yep. one was built for Houston being, you know, seemingly a rare exception, a couple others. But uh, I think if you're the ownership group at DC and they're very, they, they, they understand what some of the fans have been voicing frustration in terms of location of things. And, and yes, Segra Field's a little further out there, but mm-hmm. it is, you know, once you finally get there, once you get to the stadium, you got great sidelines. It is a nice venue. It is cool. Yep. Um, could you find a, a, a venue that's a little bit closer to DC potentially, but then, you know, you can't, and I hate to pick on New York, but they've had struggles, right? They've gone from seemingly Big one time. location to another each season. It's hard yep. to, and Alistair and I talked about, it's hard to build a fan base when Mm-hmm. You almost have to start over again because you're in Queens or you're on Coney Island. Right. Now you're out in Mount Vernon, right? Yep. You know, so um, some challenges there. I think ultimately, um, Ogori probably finds a way to get a little bit closer to the D.C. area, a little mm-hmm. bit closer to just outside the Beltway. So um, we'll see. It'd be great if they could play in Audi Field, which is right in D.C. Where Yeah, that'd be great. Um, D.C. United plays. That's a fantastic venue. Mm-hmm. 25,000, 30,000 probably could host like a small World Cup rugby game. Yes, you know, yeah, for sure. So yeah. we'll see. Absolutely. Um, in all seriousness, I did want to mention that D.C. Thieves is actually kind of a cool name. Uh, <laughs> you guys could have like a raccoon as a mascot. I know that Toronto already has one as a mascot, but you guys, that never stopped you in the past from stealing other uh, MLR teams' ideas. Like legitimately, if you guys went to a color scheme that was like gray, black and white and had the raccoon mascot on the logo. I think it would be so, so cool. So uh, if you want to run that by Paul, Sheehy, I would appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> send him a note. Um, what concerns you about new England in this Eastern conference final? Um, what concerns me about, well, uh, from a, like an old glory perspective, or if I'm having weaknesses of new England, maybe I didn't understand the question. <laughs> yeah. 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 On the pitch. What, yeah. what is DC going to struggle with if they don't get corrected? Uh, so, yeah. you know, what, what about yeah. new England scares you? Yeah. I think there's a few things. Um, <clears throat> one, they have a great defense, right? You don't go 14 and two, um, run out the best, the best record in the Eastern conference, what 10 straight after what 11 straight the year before. Mm-hmm. So obviously a good squad, obviously some playmakers there, two players of the year, right? Jason Patros and, um, um, Vian Conradi, right? So they're, there's, there's star power there. And those are just two that we named. Mm-hmm. I think if you looked at 
historically how Old Glory has played against New England, particularly that's that, the second game um, in the regular season, the second time they played them. New England, count, their counterattack is so good and so quick. Yes. Old Glory cannot take plays off, right? So when New England has a penalty and they're pressing advantage, that ball is getting booted down the full field right yep. now. I don't know how Mitch Wilson's health is, right? He came off early. I don't know about Waka. I'm not sure. I hope Wilson plays. He's one of my favorite players. But that's what concerns me about, um, which is interesting, that's what concerns me about New England, right? And again, I, I saw your hand signal there, but it, <laughs> go with me here for a second. Wilson, Belly, Connell on the wings. Waka at 15. Patros at 10, right? That kicking game is strong. Patros yeah. cross-field kicks. Like our yep. wingers sometimes don't do the best underneath the high balls and the kick and chase we've had we've some we've struggled there because we've had some injuries right junior sal is a bruising runner he's a rugby Oof, league guy he's gonna run yeah. it right at you right Unreal. down your throat and not yep. even say sorry or thank you he'll give you a beer after the game <laughs> but like tough runner right marcos young a young winger who's now finally starting to come back and healthy he's a physical guy if we can match mm -hmm. there i think we'll do well kurt baker slotting back in at fullback certainly helps with that veteran leadership yep but the kicking game and countering New England, man, you you guys seem to like strike and strike quickly, right? Like the it ball comes out, out of bounds, nowhere. Yeah. New England's going to throw it back in on a quick line out. You've got yep. to be ready, and you and offensively, you guys form so quickly mm -hmm. and off and go. Those are things. The other thing that I think you know, we want to talk about refs here. New England, they do this so well; they don't get called on it too often. But the Fords do such a good job of making things messy at the breakdown. And what I yes. mean by that is the scrum halves are. New England's always jumping over the ball, diving the ball, slowing up the play a little bit. You get yep. quick ball going, and all of a sudden things are slowing down. New England, some bodies are on the floor. Mm -hmm. Now you counter that. Danny Tusatala is a magician when it comes to this. He does yes. such a good job where he he'll pick up the ball, and he'll bump into a guy that's on the ground. who probably yep. He didn't probably need to do that. Draws yep. that whistle. Like, yep. I think we're going to see potentially see a lot of that from Danny. I think that's how you kind of – counter that messiness that new england does really good at slow and play down like that's what you got to do you're going to play good rugby you want to slow teams down you're going to have to kind of color outside the lines at the breakdown a little bit and new england does that does that really well um so those are a couple of things uh that concern me going into this this matchup on saturday should be very very intriguing you know obviously it was the first home game of the season so very very early on for our free jacks you guys, you know, I think you shocked a lot of people uh, that were in, in attendance there at Fort Quincy. You know, a three-point win by the Free Jacks, but, you know, it, it was pretty close. Um, and, and I think it, most uh, Rangers, if they take their rose-colored glasses off, will, will admit to that, that, you know, D.C. really showed us something very, very early on in the season. So I'm kind of curious to see how it goes this time around. Obviously, that away game that I went to down there in D.C., 24-42, um, I believe, was the yeah. final score. Yeah. It was a bit of a shootout at the beginning and towards the middle there. I think we distanced ourselves quite a bit uh, eventually there. But, uh, you know, I just feel like you guys – Again, I'm going to use the word dangerous. I've been saying it all week. You guys are super dangerous. Um, and I don't think, you, you know, your team is afraid of ours. I think it will be a little chippy and discipline can, discipline could be an issue. And I think that could be playing to your advantage. You're talking about us making a mess of things and slowing things down in the ruck. With Danny Tusatala, he's a very, very smart player. If he's going to bump into us and draw a penalty, you know, your 10 from Argentina, uh, Benella – Tito. Tito Diaz Benia, yeah. He's going to just kick it through the uprights, and we're just going to be looking at like around, like what's happening here, because you know, that is something that I noticed that you guys were playing playoff rugby in a playoff game. You know, 
I don't know if New York got the memo or not, but you guys were playing playoff rugby in that playoff game, uh, and it definitely helped you and benefited you guys compared to New York where it didn't, obviously. So, you know, we can't fall in that trap of making mistakes because you guys will make us pay 100%. Um, most important question of the interview interview here, I know that you're not going to be at Fort Quincy. You're on the West Coast right now. But yeah. would you like to do a little friendly wager in regards to the game, winner maybe has to wear opposition jersey for a day or something like that. We take a photo. We maybe sh- uh, ship it out to each other or something like that. Uh, you got an extra large line around somewhere? Well, so I'm, I'm down for this, but you've okay. got to give me uh, you got to give me some some odds here, right? So New England at home, favored at home, probably close to five thousand fans packed into the stadium. Mm-hmm. A heads up doesn't seem quite fair. Old Glory's an underdog, barely scraped in to the playoffs, just got their first playoff win. I mean, straight up head to head. I'm willing to do it. I'll back the boys, but uh, you know, you gotta give me uh, you gotta give me a little points here, man. No. No, absolutely not. It's 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 win or lose. That's the bet. Like, what is this, Mohegan Sun? Are are you Las Vegas right now? That's not how this. Yeah, baby. Let's. I'm 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 for gambling. You know what? Let's do it. Heads up, straight up. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm down. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. What we'll do is um. Yeah, all right. So we are we're, just so everybody knows all the Rangers in the chat right now. Make sure you uh save this. What we're doing at this time. So if New England wins, I'm going to send down a loner jersey for Fitzy to throw on for an entire day, take a photo as proof. Happy to. If DC wins, he's going to ship up a old glory DC Jersey to me. I'll wear it for a whole day. I'll take a photo as proof. And then, you know, this is, this is one thing that we used to do with Scott, the big guy Ferrar, but uh, he lost the free Jacks Jersey in storage or whatever. So, you know, it is what it is. Let's get this going. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. Perfect. Um, one of the last questions I have for you, do you think the color scheme thieves of DC will win where all of the opponent's dreams go to die against the high flying New England Free Jacks? Like, how do they get that win? I guess is the best question to ask. All right. There's a couple of things. I'll first, I'll preface this with at the beginning of the MLR season, actually on, on January 1st of 2023, I sent around um, kind of New Year's predictions, what I thought was going to happen for the 2023 season. And I predicted a, that the New England Free Jacks would beat the San Diego Legion in the MLR final. You can go back to January 1st, 2023. Maybe in your inbox, if you haven't deleted I'm happy to send it back to you. So I predicted that New England was going to beat San Diego. I remember this. I, yep. I remember I posted yep. that. Yep. <clears throat> you asked me before the season began what Old Glory's record was going to be. And I went back and forth between 9 and 7, 10 and 6. I had a couple of beers <laughs> in me and I settled on 10 and 6 fighting for a playoff spot. They obviously did not go 10 and six. They did get the playoff spot. They've won the first playoff game in franchise history. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that brings yep. us to today in this moment right here that I'm sharing with you. Mm-hmm. Old Glory DC is going to have to play their best game and or find a way to force New England to play their worst game. Right. And we've talked in history, we've talked recent history, right? Last time Old Glory won was the 2021 season. Actually, the first time they, they played each other, right? But they're one win in, in, in six games against uh, New England, right? Mm-hmm. So they haven't won in a while. They got swept in this one. Yes, we covered, you know, week three when they went up there, almost beat them, lost by three there. Can Old Glory DC win this game? And I think you mentioned it. They're a dangerous team. 
maybe they're playing with a little bit of house money because no one expected them to beat New York. No one expected them to get the Eastern Conference final. Okay, that's fine. We know there's going to be a sold-out crowd, potentially 5,000 fans at New England, right? So if you're Old Glory DC player right now, yeah, there's going to be crowd noise, but you're a professional. You're a visiting team. That stuff is just distraction, right? Mm -hmm. So what you need to do against New England is need to jump out to an early lead, whether that's if there's a penalty, kick for points, right? Or you, you score an early try and you get the crowd out of it. You quiet it down so the, so the home players, the New England players, don't feed on that, right? And, and any opportunity you can to slow things down, if there's a penalty and take a kick for goal, you slow things down, you, you stack a 3-0 lead, 6-0 lead, you hang around. That, that's, that's how you hope, you know, the first 10 to 15 minutes go. Maybe you're up mm-hmm. 6-0, maybe you can squeak a try. Maybe you don't convert it, but you're up 11-0 and you're feeling good about yourself. But you can't take a play off the New England can counter quickly and they can score yes. in bunches. We've seen it time and time again. You get a guy like Kurt Baker in the mix, who's who's our pest. You guys have a pest. Kurt Baker's our <laughs> pest. You get him chirping a little bit. You get a guy like Nick Suchon, the hooker, chirping a little bit. You get him William Talataina, who's not afraid to mix it up. You get those boys talking a little bit. Maybe you get New England off the game. Then my question goes goes back to you in that if if Old Glory is not expected to win this game, mm-hmm. the pressure to me appears to be on New England. They're expected 100%. to win. They should win this yeah. game. They yep. should win this game. Now, let me ask you, Old Glory DC, at the end of the regular season, were battle-tested in the fact that they had played three games where they had to win or their playoff chances were over. They had to beat Nola Gold. They did. They had to beat Rugby ATL at the end. They did. They had mm-hmm. to beat New York to continue on in the playoffs. My question to you is, yes, New England's 14-2, and two, and they have steamrolled anyone, but at any point in this regular season, did they face their do-or-die situation where they had to win the game? No, they no. hadn't. So that's my question back. Look, I'm not dissing New England at all. They're a very good team here. But have they are they battle tested enough where they have faced down and stared down next to the guy and said, Hey, look, we need to win this final. We have to score this try. If we don't, the game is over, we're gonna lose. They haven't quite faced that. You mm. could argue that Old Glory DC has done that three times this season. Yeah. Right? So you talk about some confidence. That's all well and good. The other thing here, I know this is long, but you can't worry about what happened in the past, right? Old yeah. doesn't need to be the better team than New England. They just need to be the better team than New England for these next 80 minutes. And that's, that's all true. that matters. That's true. That's all that matters. Shock the world, right? Yeah. You know, Paul Revere riding down the street, hey, Old Glory DC is coming, right? Like, hey, you want to use that historical thing? Let's do it. Yeah. Can Old Glory DC win this game? I think they got a shot. I think they're yeah. dangerous. And I'll get my score prediction here. I think Old Glory DC <laughs> hangs around, hangs around, hang around, hang around. They're within three, they're within four. Maybe they're, they're you know, 10, it stretches a little bit. They claw back in, in the final couple of minutes there. Junior Sal dots down, bulldozes through it, dots down, scores in the final like minute and a half. Tito drills the conversion. Old Glory DC goes up to to hang on and win. And they escape out of New England and they go to Chicago as the Eastern Conference representative. Crazy Boy, things happen. I think I will projectile vomit all over Crazy Woodgy if that happened. was to happen. Um, and your boy Frederico has, 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 plays no part in any controversy. I would love that. I would love no controversy <laughs> for Anselmi because uh, he really needs some good press. Um, you know what? It, I I can... I can almost That's my Hollywood. See it. That's my Hollywood script. I'm love gonna it. ship it off to love my it. friends in Hollywood. We've, we've talked about Fantasyland here previously. <laughs> uh, and I will say that that I I could almost see it happening, Fitzy. I can almost see it happening. 
But I, I'm going to back my boys 100%, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've already gave my score mm-hmm. prediction. I think uh, New England's going to win by 13. I think it will be close up until like the 60th minute or so. I think we're going to break away a little bit. But I definitely could see a nervous Fort Quincy with you guys hanging around, <clears throat> you know, t- tacking on points, keeping it close, you know, having that belief, uh, showing that greediness. You know, I, I don't think that this is going to be a – Massive win by the Free Jacks. I would be shocked if that was the case because this is a D.C. team, as you're saying, battle-tested 100%. But who has the better squad? Who has the better depth? The answer to that is the Free Jacks. So, But when I said, you know, with the, my key to the game in la- yesterday's episode, uh, you know, do your job. If everything is done the way that New England hopes it will be done, they will win the game, point blank, period. But – there's always some wacky stuff that happens on a rugby pitch. So it always doesn't always go to plan the way that you want it to. So I think there is a glimmer of hope for sure. Now we've got some controversy happening in the comments right now, and I would love to clarify really quickly here. Um, so uh, this is a good question. Actually, Fitz, are you going to be at, in Chicago? TBD. TBD. Okay. You can find a babysitter for my three kids. Yeah. <laughs> three kids, man. You must stay busy all the time. I, I don't know how you do this stuff. Um, but yeah, that, that would actually be kind of cool. Like, But I, I don't think I would want to wear a DC jersey. Hopefully the free that's Jacks a great, win. That's a great, that's a great comment, Kenny. Yeah, it is a great comment from our yeah. boy Kenny. Now, I Will do you be say, in Chicago, Phil? Absolutely. I've already, I, everything is already booked. I literally booked my Toro today. Uh, Even if I, New England loses? Yes, I will be there a thousand percent. And, and, and I will say this. And I will. Um, uh, there's a fire happening in the comments right now. So to appease my good friends from Seattle, if Seattle makes it and the Free Jacks don't, I will be supporting a hundred percent Seattle to win the game. And that kind of brings up a debate that That's we want to have game. in a different a setting. Game. And I know that we got to go, but um, I got a couple minutes. Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you support in the Eastern Conference? If if New England goes on, uh, obviously we're a rival. Do you support the Eastern Conference uh, team, even though it's a rival, or do you support who comes out of the West? That's yeah, a- I think I'll, I'll. It's a good question. I'll harken back, and 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 I think Seattle and San Diego. That's going to be a dynamite Western Conference final. Um, I'm going to harken back to my uh, July, or sorry, my January first, 2023 prediction of mm-hmm. New England beating San Diego. Yep. And should Old Glory DC lose this Eastern Conference final, then I'll have to march forward with my prediction for the MLR season. So I'll have to begrudgingly back the New England Free Jacks okay. should it come to that. All right. I mean, it's definitely a, a school of philosophy. Do you support your conference or do you support yeah. whoever comes out of the West? But yeah, uh, final thing here. Rucky is upset with me for saying, how dare you say dreams go to die? That's Starfire. And that is true. They gave me that. And I was like, that is such a good thing for a venue. But what I said to differentiate Rucky, I said, that is where opponents' dreams go to die at Fort Quincy. Okay. So, yeah, I, I did change it up a little bit, but I understand the concern. You mean, you mean so. Veterans Memorial Stadium, right, of course, the proper name? Yes, yes, but we do have nicknames. It's, it's a, a strong fan culture here in New England that we've created – well, partially created so uh yeah if you guys might want to take some notes on that but uh with that being said Fitzy, i appreciate you being on here um and it, it's fun. gonna be a hell of a game and i've got one word to exit the video in three two one huzzah Woo! you're gonna look great in that new england jersey here in a couple <laughs> weeks see you pal <laughs> Bye. Uh-